Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Welcome to episode zero of Oregon Rooted, the Dirt Show. We say zero because this is the episode we get to tell you what we're about. I'm Higher Peaks, and beside me is... Lady Sativa. We're all about Oregon's cannabis culture and everything it represents, and here to bring you the best podcast in the world celebrating that culture. I'm Oregon Rooted born and raised, and consider this one of the best places on earth. The climate is perfect for outdoor growing, and of course, any other activity you can think of that includes these beautiful forests, rivers, lakes, mountains, hiking trails. On a recent dispensary review tour from Talon, Oregon, all the way to Gold Beach, we had such a good experience that it really solidified the amazing green community Oregon has. In fact, so much so that it's our mission now at Oregon Rooted to bring the cannabis community out of the past, out of the reefer madness days, and show that this community is really about lasting relationships, trust, idea sharing, promoting green practices, and a strong gathering of exceptional and professional people, people of all walks of life. We want to bring this community together where all this can take place and be able to share our ideas and form a network of growers, dispensaries, farms, and people who represent the community and are all involved. We want to be the voice of the Oregon culture and have people be able to share their ideas, thoughts, and simply share what Oregon is doing right here through the podcast. All of our listeners will have an opportunity to be on the show to share that knowledge and we'll have voices from all facets of the community. To be a part of the show and to share some knowledge, email us at higherpeaks at oregonrooted.com or ladysativa at oregonrooted.com or find us in social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr. Take your pick. Since this is episode zero, we'll use this to launch our site and submissions, so be patient for iTunes and Google Play and the website. You'll be able to find us on YouTube immediately, of course, but if you can't find us on OregonRooted.com or your app store, just keep checking. We'll be there as quickly as possible. Now, let's, with all that said, let's talk about the show today. Uh, first of all, 
Hi, of course, I'm here with Lady Sativa. She was born and raised in the Rogue Valley. Hey there. Uh, she's my co-host, and she has been growing with me for the last few years. Right now, I'm drinking a Rockstar Organic Energy Drink that's going to get me through this show. Uh, what about you? Do you have anything there? Ah, uh, same as you. The organic with... It's better for us. Yes, it is. It's organic. With green coffee beans. It won't hurt us. Yeah, it's healthy. <laughs> so uh, I think that's our theme. We're going to start out with organic. Oregon is always known for its bug life and being organic. All natural so, in the woods. Yeah, so I think we'll start out, since it's the beginning of the growing season, part of the show, we'll talk about uh, maybe some, you know, some dirt and uh, what kind of organic dirt is good dirt to grow in. We'll maybe talk about some news too, some local news, find out what's going on around the state, and maybe pick out a couple news articles from the nation and get a couple laughs. So, Lady Sativa, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Um, actually, I'm trying to become a member of the Women Grow community. Women Grow. So, what what is that? Is that Women Who Grow? Yes. Women um, Grow. Actually, I'll read, read to you what it is about. Um, Women Grow was created to connect, educate, inspire, and empower the next generation of cannabis industry leaders by creating programs, community, and events for aspiring and current business executives. Founded in 2014 in Denver, Women Grow is a for-profit entity that serves as a catalyst for women to influence and succeed in the cannabis industry as the end of marijuana prohibition occurs on a national scale. That's pretty cool. Uh, now that we're having all the uh, new laws and stuff, uh, it, it seems like, because for a long time, it's been a lot of just men and men interested in growing, which is funny because there's a lot of women that like to garden. I think it's more than just that. I think it's the whole community that it wants to grow. The whole it's, cannabis culture that it wants to grow for women. Right. Okay. So more than just growing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it seems like. Okay. Okay. So I'm learning more about it on June 2nd. I see. So June 2nd is the show, of course, or not show, but. Um, the event. The event. Thank you. And at the event, uh, it looks like there's going to be some music too. One of my favorite I'm not sure if they're going to be there. She said she uh, wasn't positive if Alfie and Massive was going to be was, there or not. That would be really cool. It would be. I the want to meet them. Know who Alvin Massive is? Uh, <laughs> you can check them out. Great, uh, great music. For One a, day. Yeah. One absolutely. Day. <laughs> Maybe they'll come on the show. Oh, that would be so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so with news, let's check out and see what's going on. Talk about this whole marijuana scene, cannabis scene in Oregon. There's nothing better than to talk about what is going on around here. Uh, and um, let's see. Go ahead and start. All right. Um, written by Chuck Ludley, uh, Oregon's cannabis industry generates $46 million in new wages. Oregon's cannabis industry is making a tremendous impact in the state's economy, according to New Report. The report was written by cannabis consulting companies New Economy Consulting and Whitney Economics. The report is titled Oregon Cannabis Job Reports. It uses data it uses data gathered from surveys that are given to dispensaries throughout the state. 
Overall, the report said that Oregon's cannabis industry is creating many new jobs for folks, and these jobs are generating a lot of income. The report also points out that legal cannabis is making an impact beyond just the wages paid to people working directly in the industry. The money generated by the cannabis industry is having a ripple effect across Oregon. As people working in Oregon's cannabis industry make more money, they're able to spend it on other sectors of the state's economy. Because of this, the legal marijuana industry is making an even larger impact on on Oregon's economy. Here are some of the most significant findings from the report. Oregon's cannabis industry has created 2,156 new jobs in Oregon. That's pretty good considering since July of 2015. Mm-hmm. Those jobs weren't available that day, so mm. that's um, pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, very good. Um, these jobs have generated $46 million in wages. That's pretty good, too. The cannabis industry could have an overall economic effect in Oregon of $196 million by 2017. Dispensaries that sell recreational and medical marijuana have experienced more growth than dispensaries that sell only medical marijuana. I don't think that's really much of a surprise. Um, Even if a rec isn't a big part, there's still a lot of people that want to go there. And what's funny about that is, you know, you'd think that the 26%, 25, 26% tax plus whatever the city might charge for it would be so steep that no one would buy it. But man, a lot of rec users are people who probably either never uh, tried uh, marijuana cannabis or uh, if they have it hasn't been too often and now they're doing it and doing it say socially or on the weekends and they don't need much and it's more convenient to just go down and buy a gram yeah and who wants to buy from a you know a drug dealer I mean black market yeah so uh, not that that's necessarily bad no but it's not. people that are just dabbling or doing it socially don't want to have to buy from a the black market and I don't blame him it's nice to go into a nice clean good smelling dispensary um, the legal cannabis industry is projected to continue growing at a steady pace while the report pointed out some positive effects of the cannabis industry it also pointed out a few challenges facing people working in the cannabis space probably the biggest challenge has to do with employee benefits because it's hard Because it's so hard for dispensaries to get bank accounts, most of them have to operate as cash-only businesses. That makes it more difficult for them to offer employee benefits. According to, uh, currently, only 28% of all dispensary employees get benefits. Out of the dispensaries that responded to the surveys, 45% of them give benefits to full-time managers. And 31% of them offer benefits to full-time bud tenders. The key to finding of this report is that the market is much stronger than might have been imagined, the report said. As other sectors of the market come online, we expect to see a steady increase in the jobs created to sustain the new cannabis economy in Oregon. I think just initially those numbers show that being a bud tender is going to be a legit job. I mean, if you're going to be able to be a manager and get benefits or even get benefits if you're just a full-time bud tender, that's pretty good. Yeah, it is. And they'll be making $15 an hour or two at minimum wage soon. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, can pay off. <laughs> yeah, what's next? All right. Um, in 
the green rush daily it says in oregon there are now more marijuana shops than starbucks or mcdonald's yay marijuana shops that crazy (laughs) that is that is pretty (laughs) crazy marijuana shops reach record high in oregon in Oregon, there are now officially more marijuana sh- mar- more marijuana stores and dispensaries than there are McDonald's or Starbucks. Folks are used to seeing a Starbucks on every city street in Golden Arches, literally around every corner. But now in Oregon, there are officially more places to buy a bud than there are gra- there are to grab a latte from Starbucks or a cheeseburger from McDonald's. The official number number of retail weed stores is astonishing. There are 281 marijuana businesses in the state total. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Weed shops in Oregon are so plentiful that they top the total number of McDonald's or Starbucks in the state. Good luck, Starbucks. (laughs) Although, you know, coffee goes hand in hand with a good bowl, so. Yes, that is true. This allowed the industry to grow much quicker in Oregon than it did in Colorado or Washington, where marijuana legalization... I think I may have skipped some. I apologize. I need to back up a little. <laughs> um, it says the website menuism.com, which tracks eating establishments, shows that there are a mere 205 McDonald's located throughout Oregon. As for Starbucks, try 248. Okay. So 281 <laughs> marijuana shops, 248 Starbucks, 205 McDonald's. 250 medical marijuana dispensaries further down also. Oh, well, this is 281. Yes, 281. Yes. And then even... 250 medical marijuana dispensaries that were immediately able to sell to rec users. uh, Became legalized. While in Colorado, there were just 24 retailers open on the first day of legalization. And Washington only had four. Only four. The boom... The boom of bud dispensaries is concentrated in the city of Portland, though with very few retail outlets available in the vast rural of regions, can you can this growth be sustained is the real question. Probably for a while. I I think so, yes. I mean, and competition's good. Some people don't think that driving down the prices is good, but with the taxes it is. The taxes are so darn hard, high now that just driving them down yeah, and it'll just get them right back down to where it's affordable again for wreck anyway. Uh, you know, that's one thing. You don't have to pay taxes as a medical user. Something in the state of Oregon that you should look at if you're not a medical user is if you qualify, it's something you should do. If you're on OHP, it's only a $50 charge to get your license. Uh, it's, I believe, 200 if you want to get your license and you're uh, not on OHP, which is a little more expensive. Um, and if you want someone else to be your grower and it's not at your house location that's another whopping two hundred dollars add up all those taxes and see which one costs more in the end though even if you pay the 200 the 200 because you're growing somewhere else all that it still doesn't add up to the stinking 26 percent and i think phoenix central point now are charging three more percent on top of that so what's next all right i have Another article written by Chuck Ludley, which states consumes the most pot. This is interesting because not necessarily all these states are legal, I imagine. I'm sure. (laughs) 
Oregon's got to be number one. Uh, we let's find out. Okay. All right. Despite being illegal in most places, marijuana is everywhere, literally. According to the most recent national survey in drug use and health, approximately 27 million Americans use illicit drugs. Of those 27 million, 22.2 million of them reported using marijuana in the past month. The next closest illicit drug was illegally used painkillers. There was 4.3 million people who said they were in the ca- in this category. In addition to being so widely used, public support of cannabis has been steadily on the rise, even among those who don't actually consume pot. In the most recent round of surveys, 58% of Americans said they support legalizing marijuana. That number climbs clearly up to 84%, clear up to 84%. When we're talking about the percentage of Americans who think doctors should be allowed to prescribe cannabis to patients. So, like we said earlier, marijuana is everywhere. But where specifically are people consuming the most pot? Which states use the most cannabis and which ones use the least? You might be surprised by some of the answers. The state that consumes the most pot, according to the most recent state-by-state breakdown of marijuana use, here are the states that consume the most pot. Number one. Dun, dun, dun. Vermont. <laughs> Go Vermont. Yo, Ver- the Green Mountain State. Vermont's nickname. I didn't know. Gr- yeah, go ahead. I didn't know that was the nickname. Vermont's nickname, the Green Mountain State, is the perfect fit. That's because 67% of Vermonters between the ages of 18 to 60 say they've smoked marijuana. Lawmakers in Vermont are currently working on a bill that would legalize marijuana in the state. They could reach a decision as early as this month. Sounds like they're going for it. Sounds like they're trying to become. (laughs) Sounds like Vermont's going to outsell Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day. Number two is New Hampshire. Vermont's next door neighbor comes in at second place. In New Hampshire, just over 66% of adults aged 18 to 60 have used cannabis. Number three. That's a lot. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is Alaska. In Alaska, 64.2% of adults say they've used marijuana. Alaska has already legalized marijuana for both medical and recreational uses and may be opening their its first legal cannabis cafes in the near future. And Alaska has some of the most brutal country. And <laughs> That's why they need that. I don't know how they grow weed up there. No. But they need weed up there. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's understandable, especially when it's dark 24 hours a day. I don't get the growing. They must do it inside, but you well, know. I can understand the cannabis cafes too. And eat lunch. Let's go eat if a we, bowl of soup. Yeah. And if we ever get a listener that's from Alaska, let us know how you grow up there outside, if that's possible. Please That'd be nice do. to know. Informative. So where's Oregon coming in? I had three three spots. All right, number four is Oregon. About time. Oregon, another state that's legalized medical and recreational pot, comes in at number four. A little more than 63% of adults in the Northwest state say they've consumed marijuana. I think that might be a skosh wrong. I think they may not be honest <laughs> Maybe for some of them. Maybe, but it gets hot here. It's, it's hard to smoke weed at 110 degrees outside. Oh, come on. That's years <laughs> and years. All right. 
Uh, number five, Maine. Maine is close to Oregon's heels, uh, is close on Oregon's heels with an even 63% of adults having used cannabis. You might be surprised to see Colorado, Washington, and California missing from this list of top five states that consume the most marijuana. In Colorado, 61.5% of adults use marijuana. In Washington, it's 60.2%. And in California, the number is as low as 49%. Yeah. So, but isn't it only medical down there? Where in California? Yeah, so I believe so. Right that's now. understandable as mm-hmm. of this point because sure. technically you can get in trouble for having recreational. Yeah, and I, I honestly don't think the laws are very lenient. I don't know. That's no, something we'd have I've, to look at. Yes, but I'm not 100% on that. I don't understand Washington, Colorado, especially Colorado. Colorado, uh, yeah, I agree. All right, now who wants to see the other side of the spectrum? The spectrum. Yeah, the states that consume the least. <laughs> All right, moving you to the... guys, how dare you? <laughs> moving to the other end of the I spectrum. I they live in a lot of pain. I, I, or they're addicted to a lot of stuff. Yes, I think that I one might be, so be true. judgmental. <laughs> Gosh, how dare I? <laughs> All right, moving to the other end of the spectrum. There are only four states where less than 45% of the adults report having used marijuana. Those states are Texas... of adults in the Lone Star State say they consume pot. Now, I understand that. Don't drive through Texas with cannabis. Period. Don't do it. They're a bunch of cowboys anyways. Don't do it. Don't do it. Texas boys. Oh, gosh. Horrible. Horrible. They'll put you in jail for ever. Days. Days and days. (laughs) For very little. So, I understand that. But that's great. They'll come along. Right. Um, They like tax money. (laughs) Alabama comes in an even tie with Texas, which is 44.5%. Mississippi, with 42.6% of adults saying they've used marijuana. Mississippi has slightly fewer than Texas or Alabama. Utah, the beehive state, comes in at the very bottom of the list. Here, only 38% of adults say they've used cannabis. This stat doesn't seem likely to change anytime soon, as recent efforts to legalize medical marijuana have once again been thwarted. I think we can understand that one. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would. And I know definitely. the South isn't very big on marijuana, so you that, know that weed, wacky tobacco. <laughs> so, you have anything else there? I actually found one that I thought was pretty entertaining. Okay. Um, of course, once again, written by Chuck Ludley. He seems to be writing Chuck. a lot of the ones that we've been interested in. What's up, Chuck? Um. <laughs> Portland bans marijuana drive throughs You know, I think I heard something about this a while ago, but people have been trying to do it didn't over know, and over. Didn't know we had drive throughs but... No, we have food carts, though. Not food... Co- well, yeah, food carts. You know, the food carts in Portland? Why wouldn't you want weed carts? That's kind be of a great. cool idea. Can, didn't can, think about that. You can go get, <laughs> you know, your lunch, get some kind of mystery chow mein, and then go right With over, s- get your gram... <laughs> find your car i guess i don't know where else you go in portland i don't know you could probably sit on the street there next next to one of the you know blame it on the next guy all right no more drive-thrus portland's city council voted yesterday to ban when was this by the way march 3rd 2016 okay so they're getting tired of people trying to open up that stuff yep yes this is a little bit older 
but I still found it entertaining. No, this isn't that too bad. I was yeah, just wondering too when bad. they finalized just a couple the months. Law. Yeah, this uh let's let's see. I said it's just as the proposal. Okay. Portland City Council voted yesterday to ban marijuana drive-throughs. The proposal passed easily with the entire council vote voting in favor of it. They haven't actually been any drive-throughs built in Portland yet. But the city council apparently wanted to establish rules early on. We're not aware of any medical dispensaries in Portland that have drive-thrus or walk-up windows. I didn't know that they were thinking about walk-up windows. Either. I still don't see why that wouldn't be a great idea. I don't either. You can I, get donuts. What's wrong with these people? You can what get is, alcohol. Voodoo donuts. Yeah, just walk right on over to the next place and get some liquor and then grab some bud and why go not? home. Why not? <laughs> donuts right and the, weed. Ride the subway home. <laughs> Cannabis donuts. <laughs> but there has been expressed interest from some other local jurisdictions in Oregon, said Teresa Marchetti. Marchetti works with the Portland Office of Neighborhood Involvement. City officials said that the ban on drive throughs is an attempt to update the laws that already exist. Currently, legal cannabis shops must tightly monitor and restrict who enters their buildings. In order to eliminate any potential loopholes in these laws, city officials decide to outlaw drive-throughs right from the uh, right from the outset. Portland's new rule is modeled on already existing laws that make it illegal to sell liquor in a drive-through. Ah, ah, I'm wrong. Ah. Apparently, they can't do hey, that. At least it's fair. I mean, yes. they they Thank look you at for it the same way. Keeping it fair. Good. I shouldn't say fair though. It just they should treat it the same way. Yes, it doesn't have to be fair. Oh well, they should CC just... is the one that makes the rules, so yes, it should be equal rules. Yes, well, they're the OLCC, as far as what I've <clears throat> seen and read, has they have been fair and they have been pretty much for the industry. Um, but we'll see. We'll find an article on OLCC and how they're doing on the we next will, show. We will have to do that. All right. Um, those regulations are enforced by enforced. Hey, look at this, by the Oregon Liquor C- Control Commission. This organization also plays a key role in creating recreational marijuana laws in Oregon. Rules governing the use of medical marijuana are overseen by the Oregon Health Authority. At this point, neither the Oregon Liquor Control Commission nor the Oregon Health Authority have made laws that would prohibit cannabis drive-throughs. But apparently, Portland officials didn't want to wait to see what the state would do. The city's ban on cannabis drive throughs goes into effect immediately, which it did go into effect then, obviously. Yeah. Um, that means, at least for now, Portlanders can give up hopes of picking up their cannabis on the go. The idea of marijuana drive throughs have been floating around for a while now. Toward the end of last year, employees at McDonald's in France were accused of selling marijuana while at work. Officials said they had been selling marijuana to customers and delivering it to them using the restaurant's drive through window. But the idea is also taking the shape of fully legal ventures. Cannabis entrepreneurs in Gold Beach, Oregon, recently announced plans to open a drive through dispensary on April 20th. Many in the Gold Beach area have expressed support for the upcoming business, saying it could bring increased tourism to the small coastal town. That's cool. I did not know that. I don't understand. If you're going to have like a food cart style, seriously, where you just walk up or something, I can understand them not wanting that. But I don't understand if it's attached to something, why it'd be a big deal. And if they're worried about you consuming it right away, which they're not when you're in a liquor store. You can buy a bottle that has just a twist top off cap. And so, but if they're worried about you consuming, they could easily sell it to you in a container that's slightly harder to get open. 
in just a Ziploc. Either way, you have to drive to go get liquor. You have to drive to go into the dispensary to mm. get the marijuana. Either way, you have to get to the store. Yeah, yeah. It's not as easy for us to get around as it is in Portland, no. here in Medford. No. When it, yes, there is RBTD to get around, but there's not stuff such as the Max or the Subway, whatever they have there. Yeah, yeah. That's Walking true. five city blocks, and you've got twelve dispensaries in those five city blocks. <laughs> and you walk by zero Starbucks and one McDonald's. That's going to have to be one of our tours. What's that? Oh, in Portland. Portland. It yeah. would have to be a fun one. And that's that's a good one to. We should do it. We should do that area. Our maybe, bucket list of Oregon. Well, maybe we can do that for the show um, come June, maybe. Yes, because we will be heading up there. We'll see. We'll see how, what we can do. I don't know how much we can do up there, but you know, we did go to a kind of a review a dispensary tour, uh, which just so you know, I don't know if anybody else is doing those yet. So. You heard it here first. Dispensary tours, Oregon rooted. We brought it up first. It's the only way to go. They also told us there that that's the first that they'd heard of it. Absolutely. The couple times that we dropped that. Yeah. And what a great way, you know, it doesn't take that much money. Uh, we took, you know, just a little bit, a couple hundred bucks maybe, and we bought a gram at each place that could have been concentrates or uh, flour or both. Um, I think we even purchased a can of butane along the way. Got so, a free sweatshirt because yeah. the fact that they were awesome in that one. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think about the trip? I enjoyed it. It was it was really fun getting to see the different culture and just it's good community when you go into different places and you can feel it. And yet there's also some that you walk in that are a little bit shady. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're going to find that more in the smaller towns. Yes. Um, but it, they're still nice. Yes, it was. It, still, it was nice. Yes, yeah, all they're of, still cordial and yes, they, they were you still all feel very comfortable. Nice. Although when you go into a place that's not lit well, the surfaces probably need a little bit better paint job. And you know, when you walk by, you're brushing into somebody, and you just—I mean, it's you know, those some places can be a little, a little, a little shady, but make you feel like you're still in the black market, kind of. Yes, and and um, but that's not their fault. It's just I like a selection. Oh, I see. Yeah, I I don't want to go in and find four You're such different. An American. <laughs> You're such an American and such a snob. Mm -hmm. I like more than four selections of flour, and oh, really? I like How many more. Do you like? <laughs> it's above six at least. Come on, give me a variety. I, I thirty need... or. Yeah. You want three shelves. <laughs> I want three shelves. Come on, come ten, on. We're, ten on each shelf. Work on it here, okay? And um, I want more than just one availability for um, concentrates. Just, there, I don't want, oh, here, this is what oh. we got. And, okay, I bye. I know where you're referring. <laughs> yeah, see? Catch yeah. my drift? We'll, we'll bring up the details with the uh, dispensary tour later, so we won't get into to names now. But we did go to a place that we walked in, and it's an interesting style of serving. I was shocked when I walked in and they served us this way. Do you want to tell them what happened? Well, can I can I start from the beginning, the whole vibe of the whole building? Yeah. Okay. Well, when I walk into a dispensary, I don't want to walk in and see glamour. It doesn't. It shouldn't be like that because you glamour. don't want to draw attention 
too much to yourself. You mean in the lobby? Yes, in the lobby. Because um, most dispensaries are going to have a lobby. You're going to have to check in. You're going to have to show your ID. You're going to have to be legit before you go in, right? Okay. Precisely. So we're in the lobby. Which should be a basic lobby. Yes, should have a couple chairs if it comes down to it, whatever. Shouldn't be too much to it. Maybe some artwork on the walls. You shouldn't walk in and have an Xbox One and a big screen TV just hanging out in the lobby because it just draws too much attention in my eyes. And then um, you walk back. I was shocked at the Xbox. I, I, I was too. I didn't even see. I was so in shock of the experience. I did not see if we could even play the Xbox. Was it playable? I'm not sure if it's for the um, staff's use or for the patient's use. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, the guy didn't really... I don't know. He wasn't too... Uh, talkative when it came to that one um and then uh going into the back it was he brought out one he asked if we liked it and asked if we wanted to buy it and that was the only selection of concentrate that he had and he had to go back into the back to grab it and kind of kind of creep me out hey where's the concentrate (laughs) (laughs) yeah i felt like it first of all i felt like it was a doctor's office mixed with uh some place that you would you know like an arcade or like a some, yes. where, you, where a bunch of uh, younger people would get together and play some sick games. Yes. But yeah. trying to mix that with a doctor's office was a little weird. And then the whole treating you like a patient where you sit there and wait to be called. One person at a time can go into the back. Time. I guess that's good for security, but it doesn't make for a very pleasant experience. Uh, no. You've already got the lobby. You already have to walk back somewhere. What are you going to do? I mean... We, I don't know. We were pretty patient compared to the guy that was standing at the counter. <laughs> Which, there you go. It resulted in customer dissatisfaction right in front of us, right the first time we walked in. We'd never been there before. Won't be there again for a while, probably. I don't know if ever again. Well, you know, we got to give them a chance. They may, might change their style. Maybe. I didn't we'll stay see. to tell them how I felt. I was too not scared, just displeased not interested there was like i said four selections of flour and Mm -hmm. one selection of concentrate i'm not going to spend money on something that i'm not interested in and doesn't don't have more of a selection to and then the other half was all yeah was all pipes having a lot of choice is one thing but having a choice is another (laughs) yeah exactly when when he handed the one concentrate to me said oh this is great here it is uh this is what we got uh you want it uh if I wanted Whoa. one choice, I would go black market. Right. Right. <laughs> well, not only that, but just I felt even pressured. Like, here we go. Here's what we got. You want it. Next person's waiting. And that's kind of another result of the whole cattle herding, take your take your ticket, DMV, wait in line. Right. So we did not purchase there. That was actually, and I didn't think about that. But the that was only the place. only place we did not make a purchase. Did feel really that it was valid. That I think we were in there for a total of 10 minutes. I think the longest time we were in there yeah. is our wait to go into the back room and listening to the guy yelling at the guy behind the counter. Yeah. And this was a place that was in, I don't feel bad saying this, but Brookings. it was in, no, actually it was in Harbor. Yeah. The down Brookings Harbor. Harbor, right? Yes. Well, yeah. Brookings Harbor, but Harbor is a specific area and it was down in Harbor. So, but the other ones that we went to uh, were good really good yes the very... first one we went to is where uh, the sweatshirt was given out that's i mean gosh you giving out free merch can't beat that i yes. mean good people what we noticed there at least what i noticed was that the quality 
looked like it was there. So they presented it in a way I hadn't seen before, mm -hmm. which I suppose is probably like putting diamonds under the lighting at the jewelry store. Yes. Because they put some, it was weird. I don't know how to totally explain it on, on air, but basically they had some kind of light underneath a dome structure. And then they put this plastic gram. Well, it was a plastic dish, but they put a gram in it that was kind of spread out. And you I think could they melted it over the top. Yeah, it was almost like the exactly. It looked kind of like that. Like it was a dome and this wax was dispersed or melted or just. They dropped a dab. <laughs> <laughs> and basically it allowed you to see through the wax. Suppose, you know, I guess for quality, whatever, to make it look. Well, see like I said, it's like was. looking at the diamonds. It is not what you're going to see when you walk out. And mm -hmm. you have no idea what it really looks like, what you're used to. No one is looking at this stuff under a special light at home. So unless it's really good stuff, mm -hmm. I, I think you should just present it how it is in the most natural state you can. If you want to enhance it by spreading it out, that's one thing. But you have to see what it looks like. So there, it looked good. Got it wasn't so good it was all right it was all right you know again good experience but quality and we didn't expect quality necessarily we just we're it looked better than it was we're pretty spoiled here is what i have noticed yeah i haven't experienced portland but here in here in the southern oregon area we are uh spoiled we've got shops pretty conveniently and uh good quality good quality stuff being sold there yeah yeah, absolutely. Well, so real quick, let's just tell them about the next one. So we went to the one in Brookings, mm -hmm. and it was uh, towards the end of the towards the end of the city there as you're leaving. And the gentlemen there were really nice. As we said, we'll drop names later. Yeah, because we would we like to actually review. give them give them credit. Props, absolutely, and <laughs> we want to do that the right way. Give a full review. So we're just g giving a little taste of what we've experienced and what spurred us to start sharing this with other people but i had a good experience there that's where we bought another well we bought two grams uh, we frequented that place i think four times in three days yeah yeah, yeah it was good yeah, stuff because it was we were impressed and we were very very happy with the service mm -hmm. they were yeah. very nice they were they told us a lot about the stuff they knew they they knew their stuff about it sure i, I was gonna say a curse word but i'll be good um they knew what they were selling they were very proud of it and they have worked they were good entrepreneurs they have worked towards what they had sure and the product was great <laughs> that was the, that's where we got this stuff called green apple the dopest dope i've ever spoke <laughs> how it was your favorite <laughs> that was i believe i can post pictures on our social media and i can do that for you so you can see what we're looking at we have all the pictures from uh, that that tour and all the product that we got but it was i believe 27 or 28 percent for the green apple green apple i believe so it was, tasted great and it was all oh, it was coastal very... grown and then come to find out we were at thc in talent talent health club which is by far one of our most favorite places around the valley they had a rep or i don't know what the vendor or something come in that had some green apple that was 27 28 percent so i'm pretty probably pretty sure it was either the same vendor or you know but it's pretty impressive for that area if that you can find can... a green apple that's 27 or 28 percent try it and do tell where you get it yes that's true too <laughs> i don't remember what the other one was 
I'll post it to you online, but um, I don't remember what the other. We got two other grams there. I don't remember exactly which one they were. I think one of them was old school and um, blueberry. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. Oh, we'll have to post But they the were pictures. all good nonetheless. All of them were delicious. And that's when we tried um, Dirty Arm Farms, uh, OG Kush, and Gorilla Glue uh, concentrates. Those are solids. They're a little more expensive at 40 bucks a gram, but man, if Worth you can it. afford it, tasty, tasty. Um, and we also tried uh, some Dab Society on that trip too. And Dab Society is just top notch and actually probably a little bit more affordable most times than um, Dirty Arm Farm because we bought that for 35 They're hiding all the high stuff over there because they want to drown their miseries from all the rain outside. <laughs> Well, it is good if you go to the right spot. And Every one of them seems yeah. so miserable when it comes to the rain. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, but it's a good good climate for them over there. Yeah. Uh, and then I think we tried some CO2 uh, concentrate for the first time at that point. And the flavor wasn't there. It was literally like 81 or 82% concentration. Again, I will post that. It was some purple Kush cross with some screw you up don't drive wasn't that the really tasty stuff though but looked not funny? the co2 it oh, was okay. rock hard it was just it was rock hard not oh, shatter like styrofoam stuff it, right and it was uh <laughs> uh real potent like it, no flavor but man there was no way i was gonna do it any other time but at night oh yeah oh yeah that tired, was the stuff that was definitely no let's watch a movie in color you're not and gonna go, go to hiking <laughs> you're gonna not get out of your car so anyway enough with that a couple other news stories that we wanted to share before i moved to the last part of the segment but we're almost done uh, so uh, lady sativa let me know what you got there let's let's hear it all right by vicky aldos from the medford mail tribune with the grows comes the gripes neighbors upset about odors noise and traffic with the start of outdoor marijuana growing season jackson county officials are gearing up for complaints from neighbors upset about nearby grows last summer neighbors complained about skunk-like odors from maturing marijuana plants barking and aggressive guard dogs people camping out to guard and tend crops guns and noises oh and don't forget the traffic of course although most marijuana plants are still small and haven't been transplanted outdoors yet this season the county is already fielding complaints what we've experienced so far is people had neighbors growing last year they're calling now to complain when the neighbors are not doing anything said jackson county development service director kelly matting man ridiculous people are jumping the gun they're mad from last year <clears throat> exactly uh four recreational marijuana plants and six six medical marijuana plants adults are allowed to grow for personal use under state law however people in urban residential zones must grow their personal plants inside a house or building that isn't a translucent greenhouse yeah which seems like a gray <clears throat> area only just because can you get a greenhouse and cover the walls to where they're not translucent or does that mean that basically i have to have it covered enough to where you have to purchase i lights. have to get lights exactly that's my and question. make it a full indoor grow that's my question so i'm not sure about that we'll we'll dig into it more but i don't i don't think that the city's so much worried about it if you're being if you have nice neighbors and you're being polite and 
you're following, you know, the rules with the four plants or six medical, you know, I, I don't think that that's too much of a big deal, but if, uh, you're not following the rules or you got neighbors that are not necessarily happy, they're already calling in, that's, <laughs> you might want to, you know, obviously grow in a shed or an attached building or something that will have lights in it. And they don't mention the smell. I imagine I, here's the other question is if you're going to have to grow inside a building, then that means ventilation. And if you're going to ventilate, do you have to ventilate with a filter so that your neighbors can't smell it? Or can you just ventilate and not have it, you know, directed towards the neighbors or anything? But, you know, I, what I'm asking is, do you have to invest the money to have it filtered and not smell? That's... You should. Or can you just ventilate and just ventilate in the other direction and you're just following the rules? Anyway, go on. It tells you what's going to happen. So. Enforcement against illegal grows is triggered by complaints. Compla complainants are eyes out there, Matting said. Matting said there must be proof someone is growing illegally. A neighbor could photograph marijuana plants or a code enforcement officer could see the plants in person. A property owner will receive a warning letter by mail. Hey, that's pretty polite, though. <laughs> that's it's, very polite. It's much Thank nicer you. getting a warning letter and having probably given guidelines to follow or being able to fix it or you know instead of someone knocking on your door and scaring the living crap out of you because mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on but um, yeah pete Gen gendron sorry if i said that wrong president of the sun grown growers guild that represents outdoor growers said the best way to reduce conflict is to be a good neighbor i see my neighbors on a regular basis i'm respectful of their privacy we keep our place neat and clean and we keep normal sane hours gendron says not walking around open uh, not walking around open carrying firearms should be a no-brainer no blaring music at 2 a.m should be a no-brainer a certain percentage of growers won't get over their 18 year old attitudes he said most growers strive to be respectful and professional yeah and so which is understandable. Go. Yeah. Well, and so here we go with the people that really, man, I could, I, it, cannabis or not, I would be upset at the people if they're acting like that as neighbors anyway. Yes. So that's kind of something we have to deal with. But, but it's with, not uncommon these days. <clears throat> no, it's not. And with that said, I'm going to bring this up all summer on our podcast. Medford Council moves ahead on ban voter referral for November 8th. So come November 8th, we're going to be voting on this on growing in the city get out there vote yeah well absolutely because uh we need to keep that available for people you know that medical growing there's gotta be a lot of people here that will need that marijuana growing our own is important and four to six plants should be okay in a backyard i mean yes there's going to be some smell but four to six plants is not going to be real pungent and especially if you do it in a greenhouse or you know, obviously in a shed in this case, then, you know, we need to protect those rights. Most complaints that I have heard from actual people's mouths is the people that they see growing are growing way more than four plants or six plants. They're growing like 20 something plants and they're like, they stink so bad. I smell it constantly. Yeah. Okay. It did not smell that pungent last year. Mm -mm. Yes. It was strong to a certain degree, but it was not overpowering. It was something that was just a quick whiff and it was gone. But for plants, if it's actually the 
in the right number, then it shouldn't be that big of a problem. But respect is definitely what people need to keep going. And that's the thing. If you got, you know, you got three other person's cards, four other people's cards, you're growing 25 plants in the backyard. You should probably not be doing that in Medford. No. (laughs) Or in city limits. That's, That's the respect issue there. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, get out and vote so we can keep that, um, so we can keep that benefit. We don't want to lose that. There's a lot of people that rely on that. <clears throat> a lot of people that can afford it, but grow your own at Oregon rooted. That's what we support. So excuse me, you know, let me just tell you right now, I came into this last segment here after that break with, we tried this dab society, violet flame. Holy smokes. I'm still recovering. What'd you think of it? I think it's pretty tasty. It is uh, actually pretty floral. Yeah, it is. The lady down, uh, we got this at Phoenix in the um, uh, top shelf. And uh, it's Dab Society Violet Flames. Uh, tasty. Gives a floral taste, just like she said. So that's good. Anyway, I apologize. It hit me pretty hard. So, anyway. Tastes delicious, though. Yeah, getting back to that. Please vote. November 8th. Protect it. And uh, Organ Rooted does support home growing that's what we're about we want to teach you how to home grow or at least help home growers and keep that available a lot of our connoisseur weed will come from home growing too yes yes it's hard to go yeah i know i understand 40 different choices and a lot of them are good but a lot of the fancy fancy stuff can come from home growers that tweak and do this and do that and find little secrets that we can share and there's still nothing better than stuff that you've made yourself absolutely and that's the thing it's just like growing vegetables you know there's no better satisfaction maybe it's just the heart that gets put into it it is the love (laughs) the love (laughs) and it's cheap outside if we can do it outside instead of having to keep it in a building it's cheap you can throw a seed in dirt and literally with some decent dirt and And sun little tlc and sun it will grow for you pretty cheap so which leads me to this i have a story i'd like to share Is that okay with you? Nope. Okay. So, I work out. Do you work out? I work out. Yeah, I like to work out. I enjoy working out. And I know this. I used to drink, and when I drank, there is no way I could ever exercise and have any good come out of it. Even if you just look at the fact that you get dehydrated. So, but I do do this. I do consume cannabis before I go work out. And I feel like that it doesn't hurt my gains that I make. I still see the physical gains and I still see the weight loss. Um, So what do you think? Do you go to the gym? Hi. Of course I do. That's basically the only way I go to the gym. (laughs) Okay. So people probably have mixed emotions about that. Here's an article from... Uh, Green Rush Daily from Missy Amato says smoking cannabis before lifting could get you major gains before you hit the weights or head to the gym you might want to hit up your bong it's a total myth that pot smokers are lazy eating machines that aren't moving from the couch anytime soon but did you know that smoking cannabis before your next workout could get your get you some major gains for athletes that need to focus on the job at hand marijuana can prevent overthinking the workout smoke is perfect for athletes like runner Clifford Drasinski who are training for marathons are long and shall we say boring workouts smoking can give the athlete an upbeat and stimulated attitude Just can i gen- say something real quick yeah i would have to agree when it comes to focusing 
it definitely does help me focus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Gets you in the zone. Yes, and you know my mind. It works 100 miles an hour. So yeah, getting absolutely. it to focus on working out and actually staying in it. And it explains a little bit about this. It says, for athletes that need to focus on the job at hand, marijuana can prevent overthinking. The workout smoke is perfect for athletes. I already read that. Who are training for marathons or long and shall we say boring workouts. <sighs> Smoking Sorry. can give the athlete an upbeat and stimulated attitude. Okay, so this generated focus is due to cannabis calming the receptors in the brain that give off flight or fight responses. These flight or fight responses are also identified as paranoia or anxiety. This effect is perfect for low-impact sports such as yoga or, is that bar? A B-A-R-R-E? Barre? Bar? I'm not positive I've never on heard that. Of it. Me Must neither. be a type of yoga, a stretching. Anyway, where concentration is needed to stretch and relax the muscles. It must be. Your child's pose, which I assume is some position, will thank you after that long bong rip. Cannabis might get your mind ready for the fight, but it also <clears throat> prepares your physical body for the workout as well. For runners, marijuana can increase the flow of oxygen that gets from your mouth to your lungs. According to a study in 2012, people who smoked a joint every day for seven years didn't have any more adverse problems in the lungs compared to non-smokers. The study is linked in the uh, story, which I'll put in the show notes. Also, having a pre-workout toke boosts your metabolism, meaning your workout will be much more efficient. Huh? See? According to a study by American Journal of Medicine, cannabis smokers have a 16% higher level of fasting insulin and 17% lower insulin-resistant levels as compared to non-smokers. Having significant insulin levels, like the ones seen in the cannabis smoker's body, mean having a fit and toned physique. They are especially important in reducing belly fat, which is controlled by active cannabinoids in the stomach, which are triggered by THC and marijuana. If you have a particularly challenging workout, marijuana can also be used as a way to deal with any tightness or pain in the muscles. Smoking cannabis can relieve nerves, that have become inflamed from the workout or a lack of stretching. So I know that that anti-inflammatory works well for my pain too. <clears throat> so when I am done working out or when I need to back pain relief, I, it helps me. And I'm, it comes from, you know, the anti-inflammation. You know, anti my headaches. Yeah, certain strains. I know certain strains can probably trigger it too for you though. I haven't, I can't pinpoint one yet. Oh, I see. I don't want to. No. <laughs> I have been fortunate not to find that one that I have actually heard several different people say they have. Yeah. 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 Oh. So, okay. Well, so it just wraps up and it says uh, marijuana can reduce the amount of pain um, that the body feels because it stimulates our amount of dopamine. Dopamine is a transmitter in the brain that controls our amount of pleasure, happiness, and in general, our moods. Cannabis smokers or athletes that smoke have an increase of dopamine that is in the body. So whether you want to make serious muscle or if you're trying to make running fun, take a workout smoke before you get your game on. <laughs> I'd do it. I'd I still it. feel good. And then it feels even better <laughs> afterwards. So I'll leave it at that. That's the news. <clears throat> I hope it didn't go on too long. But I just want to wrap up with this. If people are planting, this is the good time now. It's after Mother's Day, so I'm sure you probably have already done most of your whatever planting you're going to do. At least we hope you have. Yeah, um, unless you're getting clones, although it just became pretty much just light enough to put your clones out. If you put them out early and you have clones, <laughs> they may 
start to flower. This has happened a lot with uh, growers that want to get a jump start and think that it's light enough by mid-April or early April, and it's just not. That may or may not be us. <laughs> uh, we've learned the hard way. <laughs> so you want to supplement. If you're going to get them early, supplement with light. So basically, outside all day is fine. At night, either put them under light all night if you have to for convenience or just put them under light long enough to keep them in vegetative okay growing no flowers otherwise if they hit the flower mode you have to work to get them back out it's going to take a while you're going to lose that growth because it's trying to put it all in flower not in the stems and leaves and so then it's going to essentially slow down you'll get growth but just not 100 percent where it should be with that said and it's an organic episode our uh, first episode, um, there's a couple ways you can quickly go about doing organic dirt. Now, they have what's called TLO, which is True Living Organics. That is the guys, it's basically, I would think, the gold, one of the gold standards. But it's basically the guys, these guys put together all these organic ingredients and amendments into this magic concoction of a recipe that is very detailed. A cup of this, a cup of that, seven cups of this, ten cups of that. You mix it all up and you let it cook for like four to six weeks and it breaks down all that organic material and becomes nutrition for the plant. At that point, you move on with your planting and that's your TLO. Okay, That takes a lot of effort and I applaud the guys that do it because it is very in-depth and it is a very organic, great way to go. And it must be very effective. Very effective and it's for purists. I mean, this is like the the method if you want to make it if you are complete if you are completely living from the dirt yeah so but a lot of us have some lives and families and things and here i've got this is i've used this before this is a good mix it's easy and this is totally organic it's off the shelf you can get it locally or in the state and you don't have to think about anything Okay. Well, isn't that nice? You Don't you want to just go to the store and say, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. Boom, boom, boom. Here's how you mix it. You don't have to cook it. You can plant in it and you're good. Higher peaks takes a whole <clears throat> lot longer at shopping than just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> this is why I'm presenting the recipe. <laughs> So that all you wives out there can make sure that your husbands are just grabbing this stuff off the shelf, mixing it, and getting the plants in the damn ground, ground buckets. Get them planted. Uh, this one makes quite a bit of dirt, so you're going to have to just, you can part this out however you want to. But here's the deal. This is a strong enough mix to where if you size your planter right, or your hole, or whatever, this should last you all year. If it doesn't, probably wasn't sized right and you can amend at the end of the year if you're already growing this way amending by the end of the year won't be a big deal but this is uh this is it it's two bags of ocean forest that's two cubies okay two cubic foots to one bag of light warrior mix this is all fox farm by the way and fox farm makes great dirt and dirt you can buy locally we have not had any complaints on the dirt no so, one bag of Light Warrior, one bag of the Happy Frog. The reason you want all three of those is because you get everything 
there's stuff in one bag that's not in the other and vice versa with all three of them so with all three you get your full balance humic acids everything you need yep and then you want uh five gallons of perlite number three is nice you can get as coarse as you want though that's totally up to you right the white stuff you know oh okay yep and one cup kelp in there kelp is you have to use kelp kelp you have to you have to you i have could a bag go of cut kelp. it yourself you can go to the ocean and cut it yourself there's Just kelp all over take some scissors i really don't think that's the kelp we want to use but <laughs> but yeah kelp meal i and would if, if buy you, it as, as a beginner kelp and poo are your friends okay bat guano everything's your friend when it comes to the poo and sea okay so one cup kelp meal and then 10 cups guano that can be bat like you just said obviously that is the gold standard big deal nowadays is that people don't like how it's sourced bats are disturbed do you want to disturb bats are you sure they don't just sit under them with buckets and catch it i think it? so but it's <laughs> i don't think they catch it i think they harvest it from the floor but yeah it's the bats which they and... scrape it off the bottom of a cave <laughs> but it intrudes on their environment oh my how dare you <laughs> so if you don't like it then you can go to seabird okay there's seabird guano that's really good so there are other options that is the gold standard <clears throat> but seabird and other kinds of bird are good guanos okay and then two cups of lime dolomite lime that's just to buffer the soil and add in the calcium and such okay does it give it a lime flavor i wish wouldn't that be cool that would be cool yeah i don't think so just like i hope it doesn't make it taste like bat guano <laughs> if you're interested we can put this up on our social media or we can put it on our website but this is an easy mix it's all organic this should last you all season if like I said, if it didn't and if it doesn't, then you can always amend with whatever you need at the end. In fact, you can just do it anyway. And that's not until, you know, end of July or August. Not end of August, but end of July, first part of August. Okay? All right. This year, I think that we're going to try doing cocoa and ocean forest. It's a little bit different. So, Which we are going to apply probably tomorrow? Oh, no. I don't know when we're going to do that. We need to do that soon. Yes, but the goal is to do half cocoa and half ocean forest. The ocean forest is just going to be the starter mix as far as you know, the starting organics in, in the mix. The cocoa is so that we don't overwater and because cocoa is so awesome and it makes it hard to overwater. And it's really cool looking actually. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> you can buy either bales of it and actually down to earth has this is all stuff sourced locally and in the state so when i talk about this stuff you can go to the grains you can go to uh where where else have we seen um i think you can buy some stuff at home depot no 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 they did not have it at home depot that's why we couldn't go there is because they didn't sell okay. that exactly so on down to earth it, apparently then just the grange but when it comes to the fox farm you can find it at the grange you can also find it at um I take that back. In and Out Gardens here in Medford will have uh, Down to Earth and well, they'll probably have Fox the, Farm, the Cocoa Mulch too. Yeah, sure. I'm and, sure and they so will. So does the Grange. So this is all you can find locally or through the state. And so I'm going to use half cocoa and half uh, the Ocean Forest to start. 
Ocean Force is a little hot, so mixing it half and half with something is not a big deal. In fact, most people do anyway. Um, but I want, like I said, the cocoa. It just I, I want to stay away from fungus gnats and all that other stuff. And I just want a good good drainage this year. Now inside, you can go full cocoa, and it works really good because a lot of people over water inside, especially when you're beginning, because it's easy to just want to water your plant and it needs water. Yeah, just keep watering. And it. And there's a fine line between overwatering and having the plant droop inside that's why i let you water <laughs> yeah thank you that's doesn't you. mean i don't overwater though sometimes i don't see so it, all so cocoa okay. inside's good um and then uh that's my what i like to do and then which is not the right way it's just a way and it's a good way and then outside would be the mix i'm gonna a half and half with the down to earth and the down to earth they have so much stuff they have Bat guanos and blood meal and crab. Uh, I like having a pre-mix and then amending on the top like I just talked about, but I don't generally have the, like, f I'll have six, seven different things and that's it. I don't end up having 15 different things. And I think that I'm going to try this year. The goal is to try a little bit of everything throughout the year. Give it a little bit of everything. A variety. A variety of poos. Poos and, and meals and meals and minerals. Oh, that sounds hot <laughs> from organic sources. <laughs> sounds <And> green, baby. <laughs> Down to earth is all Omri listed, um, which, you know, is the organic materials review Institute. It is expensive to be in and it may be just a bunch of red tape, but you are guaranteed organic stuff. And if they're going to do it, okay, I'm good with that. I like to buy uh, Omri certified stuff. Especially if you're, like I said, buying organic because that follows all USDA rules. So for food crops, edibles, all that stuff. Okay. So my feeling is that when you want to bring the dank, uh, you want to try to bring at the right times. So you wouldn't put necessarily crab meal in at bloom. You'd want to put it in at vegetative. But um, I'm going to put, say, a little bit of crab meal this week. And then next time I top dress, I'll put in a little fish. Okay, because you got to bring the fish. And then go back to the back guano. Well, maybe. then maybe next time I'll, you know, throw in a little, maybe some shrimp when it's vegging. Some shrimp. Because, you know, shrimp and crab's good. Shrimp, shrimp. You know, and then I, I, don't, I, I am not opposed to back guano. So I'm going to use some back guano and some, you know. Chicken maybe, meal. No. No chicken. I, my feeling is that you bring too much. <laughs> I think chicken manure, it brings, too, and this is just me, but it, it brings a little, like, not pest, but just can bring just stuff you don't want in your garden, you know? <laughs> so I, I just stay away from it. But, like, seabird guano I'll mix in and bone meal and alfalfa meal. I'll just mix it all up this year. I just want right. to see if that helps the flavor. Now, anytime you grow organic, it tastes great. But... When you're not grown organic, you're grown synthetic, you can bring really good, good seven or eight out of ten, you know, nugs. But unless you have some organic inputs like some poo, some worm poo, some humix, some you want to inoculate, okay, and bring some bacteria, <laughs> some beneficial, some fungi, some um, mycorrhizae, stuff like that. And that's all for another show, but... Um, so we'll see this year. We'll see if just making a mix off the shelf, which really does good. This has always in the past done good for flavor for us. 
But this year we are sticking to one of the same. We're sticking to the same brand rather yep. than last year. We did do some mixing. The only thing that might be different is that because we're going to stay totally organic. It's just that I do, if I have to, I will supplement with a good synthetic. If I run into a nutrient problem, the problem with organics is if I put it in today, it's not going to be ready for another seven days in the dirt. So if I get a deficiency a day, it's really hard to catch up to it because the stuff I do to correct it today is not going to be visible today. Well, it's just not going to be in the dirt for the planet to, to uptake for another week. And so, or whatever, give or take a couple of days. <clears throat> so if that's the case, then uh, you're not fixing that problem right now. And then you're going to lose growth along that time. And then you're just, you're losing time. So if I have to, I will, if I make a mistake, I'll, I'll use synthetics and, but you need a good synthetic, something that's not salty. And unfortunately around here, I think there's two that I recommend that I've had good success with, and that's can of cocoa, which can be bought at in and out. It is a hydro growing brand, but it works well with cocoa and actually with dirt and it's really clean. So you can correct your, your deficiencies quickly with the synthetics cause they get right to the roots mm -hmm. and move on with your organics. A lot of people probably boo me for that, but it's a quick, easy way to do it. And if you use a clean synthetic, you're only fixing the problem and moving on. You're not taking away any flavor. You're not adding anything bad. Um, the other one is RX Green Solutions. That's a good one that I'll probably keep around on the shelf this year. And if I get desperate because I made a mistake along the way, I'll I'll supplement with RX. You can find both those products online. Like I said, In and Out has the Canna, but which is a two-part Canna A and B but you cannot get RX Green Solutions here yet locally. I'm trying to get them to get it here locally because it's a good product. You can find it online, check it out. None of these products are for the show. They do not pay us or anything like that, just so you know. These are just things that I'm recommending that I've used that worked great, okay? That have already been up on the shelf. Yeah, and you can get them locally. So that's what we're doing. I don't want to go any further. I think. Do you have anything else, lady? I really don't. Okay. I don't either. That was <clears throat> a little bit longer than I thought it was going to be, but thank you for, for listening. Um, again, you can find us on YouTube right away, uh, but we will be uh, on organrooted.com as soon as I upload our first episode. That'll open up. And then, of course, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Again, any one of those, take your pick. Let us know what's going on. Leave your comments. If you want to email us, I'm higherpeaks at organrooted.com. And I am Lady Sativa at organrooted.com. Email either one of us. We'll get back to you right away. Well, fairly right away. Uh, we, <laughs> we don't check them, but maybe twice a day. But we will get back to you. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. If you uh, Again, any comments, let us know. We want to hear what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about and uh, what you're interested about yeah and let us know what you want to share we want to uh share oregon oregon's knowledge and i know we got it because we're we're leaders in the cannabis culture yep and we want to hear what you have to say too all right so with that said we're going to wrap up the show we're going to zip up the bag all right see you next time see ya <laughs>